We're glad you're here today. We want to welcome you. Here we go. Yeah, he showed up anyway. <laughs> he didn't read the whole page. <laughs> Is everybody awake this morning? No? Well, let's wake up. Let's everyone, let's stand on this first song. If you know what, sing out. Lord, we invite you to come this morning with your presence. We long to be in your presence, Lord. There's nothing like it. We can come here with heavy hearts. And just to be in your midst and your presence and have you touch us, we can lay these things at your feet today. And there's power through worship. It's a weapon in our arsenal that we can tap into as the body of Christ. And all we can do is offer our worship to you. You can't make us worship. We give you our worship because we love you. It's the only way we can express ourselves to you. That and the way we live our life when we walk out these doors. So, Father, receive our worship this morning. Receive our sacrifice of praise to you. For you are worthy. You alone are worthy. You hear me when I call. You are my morning song. Though darkness feels the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy underneath my feet. You are my sword and shield, though troubles linger still. Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind the God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. I stand. is the victory. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. A friend of mine, the God of angel armies, is always by my side, and nothing formed against me shall stand. You hold the whole world in your hands. I'm holding on to your promises. You are faithful. 
Tell me what can I do? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So what can I say? What can I say? Tell me what can I
Wow, these guys are getting pretty good, aren't they? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, greetings. Welcome. Glad you're here today. Uh, hope God's going to bless you in a very special way as we gather in Christ's name today. And we welcome our guests especially. Uh, you're very important to us. And we're glad that you're here and hope you'll feel very much a part of our family as we worship God today. A few announcements I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, let me remind everyone of our attendance sheets that are on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to uh, fill that out and check the appropriate box and give us uh, whatever information you feel comfortable giving to us. Uh, we would certainly appreciate that, and especially if you would like to receive our email newsletter that comes out each week, uh, please be sure to put your email address on that, and we'll, we'll uh, uh, get you on the list for that. Uh, have a number of things that are coming up that I'd like to call to your attention. First of all, on May the 1st and 2nd, we will be taking photos for our church directory. Uh, do we still have any uh, slots open? We're, I'm looking for some. No slots open. Are we full? We're Huh? We can squeeze you in. Okay. So if you have not set an appointment yet for your photo to be taken, we can squeeze you in. And uh, so see uh, Juanita or Sandy, and, and, we will, and they will be glad to squeeze you <laughs> in. <laughs> also, there is a sign-up sheet back on the, uh, the bulletin board for our extreme build. We're, uh, we're going to be going to uh, McCreary County again this year. We went this uh, last summer. Uh, to McCreary County, and we'll be going again this summer on June the 9th through the 15th. And um, this, is a, this is a great project, and it's amazing. It really is. Last year was the first year that we did this, and we showed up on Sunday afternoon, and there was a foundation, and the, the, frame, the wall frames were up, and that's all that they had done. And then on Monday morning, we got to work. And there were about 100 or so volunteers from all over Kentucky. And on Saturday, the following Saturday, we were handing the keys over to the new owner of this house. And so in one week's period of time, we're going to build a house. And it's an, it's an amazing thing to behold. And so uh, if you want to be a part of this, it's a worthy young couple. This year, this year is a very young couple who's going to be uh, receiving this house. And uh, they receive it at a... At very, uh, very low costs, and, um, but if you want to be a part of this amazing ministry project, please sign up on the uh, sign-up sheet back there, and we have to have uh, a deadline by May the 15th, so uh, we have a couple of weeks, and we need to, need to do that. Also, this, this coming weekend, uh, we are going to be lucky to, uh, to have the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship nearby. Uh, you know, I know it's all over the state. Sometimes it's way on the eastern side. Sometimes it's up around Louisville or, or, or wherever. Uh, but we're, we're blessed to have it near us this year. 
it will be at Third Baptist Church in Owensboro. So it's just about a half an hour away. There are schedules on the uh, table out front, so please pick up a schedule and attend as much of this as you possibly can. Uh, it's a great way for you to get to know what we are doing in the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship. And in that light, I want to introduce someone to you. Uh, this is our preacher for today. I'm going to sit here and listen one uh, for a change. Uh, John Lepper is the director of the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship, and, and I can't hardly believe it. He just told me that if he makes it to May, uh, he'll be there for 15 years and just in just a month. So he is... He is our fearless leader. He is the friend of, of, of our church and, and my friend. So, John, I think he wants to say a little something about the uh, gathering this week. This is the sermon before the sermon, okay? And it's going to be real brief. Uh, what happens at Extremeville is an example of what we do. It is a miracle of partnerships. The miracle isn't that a house is built in 10 days. The miracle is that we pool meager resources and share that, and through this partnership, build a house. In the past week, we have been aware of the importance of community. Uh, the uh, theme for our meeting in Owensboro, which was developed by your own Jika Crafton and others, building community through worship and missions. Someone said after 9-11 happened, they kind of twisted an old African proverb and says it takes a church to build a village. I'd like to say it takes a village of churches to build the world, and that's what the Kentucky Baptist Fellowship is all about, joining hands to do together what we cannot do by ourselves. Uh, as Tim has said, this meeting is in Owensboro. It's almost in your backyard, and I encourage you to come and share fellowship and get ideas of how to serve uh, as we have this meeting in Owensboro. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. Uh, building community. You think we know something about community? Yeah, I think we do. Um, just a few other announcements. Uh, on May the 12th, we will be hosting a breakfast for mothers. That's Mother's Day. And, oh, we got some applause on that one. That's good. <laughs> uh, so we will be hosting a Mother's Day breakfast that morning. Uh, and we need two things from you. We need men and money. And so if you are one of those or have some of that... <laughs> Uh, please either see Bob Crafton or, or Phil Wagner, and uh, they will be kind of coordinating that uh, for that day. Remember, we have a couple of meetings today. We have our missions and ministry team meeting today and our worship team meeting. So if you're a part of those, please uh, uh, make, make your plans to be there. Uh, let's stand and greet each other in the name of the Lord and share the love of Christ with one another.
song uh, we haven't done in a long time, but uh, there's quite a message in it, and uh, if you're out there and if you're really honest, 
we have struggles. Uh, we have hardships. The Bible tells us that in this life we will have troubles. And uh, But we know that we all share the same solution, and it's, it's Jesus. We know he's got his, our back. He's as close as the very breath that we breathe. And, uh, and that is something that we often take for granted. And, uh, but I am so touched by this song because I think so many people that are in the body of Christ today are suffering. They're going through some things, and they hurt. They come. And uh, through worship, fellowship, having a family around you, it helps to sustain them. It helps them to lay those things at God's feet when we come together like this in worship. And uh, this song really speaks of that. It's called Call My Name.
Please join me in my, our responsive reading titled Heritage. And uh, this is all about community somewhat. Uh, we, we've talked a little bit about community, and we, we recognize the, the importance of community among ourselves as a congregation, as a, as a fellowship. Uh, but sometimes we, we don't think about the fact that we are also in community with those who have come before us and those who will come after us. We are here in this place at this time for a purpose, and that is to carry on the message and the work of Jesus Christ. And so we are to be thankful for those who have come before us and have, have brought the heritage of, of uh, this message to us. And we are to prepare ourselves to be good stewards of that message as we pass that along to those who come after us. So let us read responsibly. This is the day the Lord has made. For our ancestors in the faith who have made this day of gathering with God's people a reality. For our ancestors in the faith who passed on the treasures of God's word in the form of ancient scrolls. For our ancestors in the faith, whose experience in God's providential care moved them toward trust in God's steadfast love. For our ancestors in the faith, who began telling the story of God's extravagant love for us through Jesus Christ. Let us live as stewards of both past and promise, blessing the ancient story and celebrating the new day of our life together. Amen. Our scripture reading comes today from the book of Acts. Chapter 5, 27 through 32, 41 through 42, and chapter 6, verse 7. When they had brought them, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who God has given to those who obey him. As they left the council, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. And every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. The word of God continued to spread. 
the number of the disciples increased greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith.
repeated. me up to more than I 
Amen. It's good to be with you today. Uh, I want to talk about what it means to be a vibrant congregation. Uh, before I do that, I want to tell you about something. A few weeks ago, I got more culture than I needed. I was having a cultural overdose, cultural indigestion. I went to the symphony twice in one week. Uh, and, and, and to, well, no, no, I went to the symphony once, and then I went to two plays at Actors Theater in Louisville, uh, and I just about had uh, cultural indigestion. Uh, one of the plays was very nice, uh, but one of the ones uh, was goofy. Uh, I didn't quite get it, and had my wife not made me stay for the last part, I would have gotten up and walked out during the intermission. In fact, there was an older lady sitting next to us. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was an afternoon. Uh, it was a matinee, and she said, uh, life is too short, and the weather is too beautiful for this. I'm leaving. <laughs> and she did. Uh, several years ago, I was at a workshop in Nashville. Uh, a, a person by the name of Diana Butler Bass was leading two workshops. Uh, the first hour and a half, both of them were an hour and a half long, and after the first one I almost left and didn't come back. Not because I didn't understand what she said, but because I understood too much of what she said. And I was a bit depressed when I left. Thank goodness I came back because she told us the other half of the story. Uh, now, the first half of the story I'm going to tell you just briefly, and hopefully you won't get up and walk out, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you the other part of the story. Here's the first part of the story. Uh, 30 or 40 years ago, 90% of the population of the United States said they believe in God. A recent poll says less than 80%, and one poll says less than 70% of the United States population believe in God. 40% of the people surveyed said they go to church on a regular basis, but half of them lied. Only about 18 to 20% of our population actually attends church on a fairly regular basis. The point of that first hour and a half was that there has been an erosion of religion across all categories in the United States. Almost all churches posted declines or flat membership gains uh, in money and in attendance. This includes mainline Protestant churches. It includes Roman Catholic churches. It includes Baptist churches. African-American churches, etc., etc. One study said there is an emerging but persistent and broad-based downward drift in congregational vitality. Ah, then let's go home. <laughs> but then she came back. And she reported on a study she had done of, I don't remember, 50 to 75 churches uh, in the United States that were vital, that were 
vibrant, that were obviously alive and doing well. And she said they have three characteristics. And your pastor has already alluded to one of those as he has led us in uh, our responsive reading this morning. Remembering. Remembering our heritage. Remembering that we're not the only Christians, but many have gone before. Congregations that are vibrant, that are alive, that are vital, remember the rock upon which they have been established. They remember that others have gone before them. They remember the great cloud of witnesses that has gone before. And they realize that what we do today is not done just because of what we do, but it's because of those great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us. Vital and vibrant congregations remember. But then an important ingredient of a vital and vibrant congregation is that they practice their faith together. Uh, Let me spin that out in the negative first. You won't be a vital and vibrant congregation because you adopt a certain program. You will not be a vibrant congregation because uh, you have a certain worship style. You won't be a vibrant congregation because you have a certain pastor. You are a vibrant congregation as you practice your faith together. Time does not allow me to talk about all that Diana Butler Bass said. She listed ten characteristics. I'm going to list four, five, or six today. Uh, of what she means by practicing your faith together. She said a key ingredient of a vibrant congregation is they practice hospitality. They, they welcome the stranger. I have some friends. He has just recently died, but a few years ago they had to leave their home in Kentucky and move to be near their daughter in Ohio. They moved to an assisted living uh, facility. Uh, They were still able to take care of themselves, and so they began looking for a church in which they could worship. They visited many churches. They finally found one that they liked. They had attended this congregation several times, and they reported to me nobody Not one person ever said to them, Welcome, we're glad you're here. Nobody. They didn't even say hello to them. Too many times in congregations, we become a club. And we go to church to see our friends. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we are a closed club and don't welcome the stranger and those from outside, then we begin the process of spiraling down. Now, I am seldom in my home church. And occasionally when I go, sometimes people say, Welcome, John. We're glad you're back. But often they say, What are you doing here? 
And I just pop right back and say, I couldn't get a better deal, so I came here. I say that in jest. The important, an important ingredient is of a vital and vibrant congregation is hospitality. It is welcoming the outsider. Uh, 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 another ingredient Butler Bass says uh, uh, of a vibrant congregation is prayer. God's house should be a place of prayer. A place not where we just tell God what God ought to do on our behalf, but a prayer, a place where we listen to God. Prayer is two-way communication. It is being able not just to talk to God uh, and, and, and provide our petitions to God, but as a place of listening to God. Another ingredient she, she talked about is testimony. Talking the walk. This reverses the old maximum. The old maxim: you need to, you need to walk the talk. It is important to walk the talk, but this ingredient calls attention to the fact that it is good for us as Christians to listen to other Christians tell us how God is working in their lives, to, to give testimony to how God is working in our lives. She also talked about the importance of diversity, uh, making community out of diverse people is important. For too long in Baptist life, at least, diversity has meant divisive, but it need not be so. We are living in a culture and in a world of polarities. Politicians practice the politics of polarity. And I would suggest let it not be so in the church. Let us bless our diversity and in so doing enrich the life of the church. Worship. Experiencing God. Worship that is vibrant. It's not the style of music but whether or not it's alive. And I understand you practice a variety of styles here, and I would say that's a good thing. But whatever style you practice, let it be alive. Vibrant congregations are pilgrims on a journey rather than tourists on vacation. Diana Butler Bass said she interviewed the people, the, the ministerial staff at Trinity Church, in New York City. Trinity Church is in the shadow of 9-11, in the shadow of Ground Zero. And during the time that uh, the recovery was taking place, that church became a variety of things. It became a place to nurture those caregivers. It, it became a place of, of respite. It became a place of quiet. It became a place of sharing food and good news in, in a world that really needed to hear good news. And since then, millions of people have passed through Trinity Church because it has become a tourist attraction. 
And the pastor said, I've got tourists galore. They come in droves. But I don't want them to leave as tourists. I want them to become pilgrims. I want them to connect to know that there is something more. Vibrant churches are not just a place to come visit each other or God on Sunday. It is not a tourist attraction. It is a place where we practice our faith together and we get involved in missions. If I understand Community Baptist Church, you, you stand on the shoulders of those who came before. You remember. You, you practice your faith together. But if I understand this church, you don't just do it right here. You do it in the community. You get involved. You get outside the doors of the church. And that's an important ingredient of churches that are vibrant. As one pastor put it, we feed the hungry. We provide for the homeless. We bear witness to the sort of people God calls us to be in our jobs and in our schools. We invite our neighbors and friends to come and see the community that shapes who we are with the message of Jesus Christ. We have been transformed by the message of Jesus Christ, and we hope to, in many small and great ways, to transform the world around us by the message of Jesus Christ. Here's the deal. A congregation that is vibrant has been transformed. It is made up of people that have been transformed and are in the process of being transformed. A congregation that is being transformed and seeks to transform the world around them. I say, let it continue happening in this place. Amen. May we pray. God, I thank you for this congregation and how indeed they do stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before and they remember the great heritage they have, but they also continue to practice their faith, not just in this place, but in the community. Continue to use this facility, but more than that, these people of God, to be salt and light in this community and in this world. I pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, John. Good words, huh? Uh, words, I think, that are uh, both descriptive and prophetic because we do stand on the shoulders of those who've come before us, um, but we also prepare the way for those who come after us. And in the meantime, uh, we prepare that way by being faithful stewards of the message and the ministry that we have um, before us. And... And I'm proud of this church because this is a church that does that. We are a church. We are well-named. We are Community Baptist Church. And we seek to minister in this community in a way that, um, that is faithful to what God has done in our lives. Because we have felt that transformation from the message of Christ. And we want to share that transformation with the world around us.
And I'm proud of you for doing that. There may be someone here today who would like to make that commitment to Christ to the first time and experience that transformation and be a part of the process as we relish in that, but also as we move ahead and not settle in it, but to share it. Uh, If you would like to be a part of that, we invite you to do that. If you would like to become a member of Community Baptist Church and be a part of the process as we go on from here, as we minister in this community, we invite you to come and to unite with our church and be a part of us. This little section of the kingdom of God as we seek to be faithful to God's work. Or perhaps you would like to have a time of prayer today. Maybe there's something burdening your heart or something that you would like to celebrate today. We invite you to come and we will pray together. Our hymn of uh, commitment is When We Pray, number 460. And as we sing this hymn, we invite you to come as, as God leads you through God's Holy Spirit to make a commitment to Christ, to unite with our church, to pray. If God's leading you in any way, we invite you to come as we sing when I pray. Would you come? be seated for just one moment. Um, We have uh, some to present to you uh, as for membership here in our church. Uh, This is Cookie Sutton, and she has come to unite with our church, uh, transferring her membership from a sister church. We also have some others who are who are not here, but would like they are here, but they're not here. (laughs) Who would like to? Unite with our church today. Uh, one we have been blessed with in, in song today, Rick Cox, and uh, we're we're grateful for that. Also, uh, Don and Lisa Carroll are here, and they would unite uh, like to unite with our church today as well. It is it is great to have uh, these brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, to unite with our church, and I hope that you'll join me in welcoming, welcoming, welcoming 
them officially to Community Baptist Church by raising your hand and saying amen. 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 And I will tell you what I tell everyone who joins this church. Everyone here, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you too. <laughs> we are all ministers in this church. Every single one of us are ministers in this church, which means that we have a responsibility to each other. And we have a responsibility to the people out there. And so, as you have come to unite with our church, we look forward to the ministry that we have to to you. We look forward to the ministry that you have to us. And we look forward to the ministry, ministry that we share together out there. So, I know you'll want to come and uh, extend the right hand of Christian fellowship to Cookie and... Uh, Seek out Rick and Don and Carol and shake their hand and officially welcome them to Community Baptist Church. Let's stand for our benediction. Today, O oh God, we rejoice that we have joined with those in heaven and the millions around the world who have united our hearts in worship of you. To sing the songs of praise that declare our faith to pray and praise with the saints of all time inspired by your Holy Spirit, to honor Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of the church. And now as we go from here, we go knowing that you go with us. We go knowing that all of heaven is on our side to urge us onward, to lift us upward, and to strengthen us always and forever. You can just stand right oh, here. Okay. Or if you want to come with us, you can stand at the, at the door. Okay. Why don't you do that? Okay. <laughs> come with us. <laughs> come greet everybody. Great words. Thank you. Great words. Thank you for that. You know what? We're okay. We're, I mean, we're, we're great. You could have gone longer. I, I tell you what. Sometimes when the praise band uh, sings, we, we kind of go a little long. Uh, that's okay. They're used to it. No, but I'm teaching there, you know, and the kids are Yeah. Hey, Larry. How you doing? Oh, yeah? Good to see you. These are some extreme builders. Yeah. 